Hey, hey there, it's Kelvin here, the Deaf Blind Potter. Welcome to the Perseverance Podcast through the Bible. And today we're focusing on Jeremiah, this man who didn't have an easy life. Come on the journey with me and let's see how Jeremiah perseveres through his challenges. Persevering is what can allow you to overcome. But you have to find joy in the pain that you live with. It's not going to be easy. But the reward and the character that you will build in persevering through your challenges will be so rewarding. It will give you so much Are you ready to persevere through your challenges? Let's do this. So Jeremiah is actually one of the bigger prophecy books in the Bible. But what's interesting about Jeremiah, he was designed to be a prophet within his mama's womb. Meaning that God has called him to go out and tell the nation what? God wants him to say. What is really interesting about Jeremiah, and we're not going to focus on this at all in the podcast today, but if you look at today's society and the issues that we're dealing with here in America, across the world, and you go compare to what's happening in Jeremiah, you will find a lot of similarities, which leads me to a question. Are you prepared to stand up for your faith, your belief, to persevere for your challenges as well? Live beyond your challenges, even though persecution is not if, it's when it comes. We're going to learn all about that today, not necessarily from the prophecy side of things, but how Jeremiah, as a person, had to persevere through his challenges. And let's start with our first story. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I don't know how to speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said to me, Don't say I am a child, for to whoever I send you, you shall go, and whatever I shall command you, you shall speak. Don't be afraid because of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Behold, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms, to pluck up and to break down, and to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. I think this is a really powerful message because God chose Jeremiah to go out and be a prophet. If you continue this chapter, you learn that God told Jeremiah this life that he's going to live was not going to be easy. Because we live in sin, this life that we are living is not designed to be easy. 
this life that we live is designed to fall in love with Christ and the Heavenly Father, not for us to have a simple life on this earth. Our simple life, our joyous life will be in heaven. I call it our temporary residence. So the things that happen during our temporary residence can be challenging. In my case, death blindness is extremely difficult. Do I have a genetic disease, meaning that I was born with this? Yep. Do I like it? No. Could God heal me from it? Yeah. But has God called me to go out and speak to the nations about my deaf blindness and how I overcome my challenges? A hundred percent, yes. Because if you were in that Jordan River with me and when I got baptized and when they they dunked me one, two, three times in the Jordan River and all my brothers that were there praying for healing from my eyes heard the audible voice saying, Calvin, it is not time for you to be healed. Go out and share your story and how you find joy and you persevere and build a character that has hope in Christ. I say this all to say, does God have a hand on your life and are you following his plan? Or are you complaining that, oh, I have something going on, I can't do that. Well, I'm going to be the first to tell you, I can't be doing this podcast. I can't read my notes that I have written for this podcast. I can't read the scriptures and read it out loud correctly without doing a lot of editing. But here I am, giving you the perseverance through the Bible with Jeremiah. I'm not allowing my challenges to stop me from helping you live beyond your challenges and persevering. So this is my encouragement. Don't allow these things to stop you. Just like God told Jeremiah, don't allow your youth to stop you from what I'm going to do in your life. Have you ever been so frustrated because what you're having to do in life is just not something that you want to do? And it's just extremely painful. Let's look at Jeremiah in chapter 20. Let's hear him cry out to God and say, I don't want to do this. But realizing that he'd be obedient. So let's see what he says here. This is Jeremiah 27 through 9. O Lord, you have persuaded me and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I and have prevailed. I am become a laughingstock all the day. Everyone mocks me. For as often as I speak, I cry out. I cry violence and destruction. Because the word of the Lord is made a reproach to me and a derision all the day. If I say, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, then there is in my heart as it were a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with forbearing, and I can't contain. Do you ever feel this way? Where everybody is just out to get you, they just don't want to hear what you have to say, they don't want anything to do with you, just like Jeremiah. But if you read the scriptures before this, this is after Jeremiah was just put into, when you put your head into a block and they also clamp your hands down and they publicly disgrace you to the public. He had him spent the night in that. And 
what I want this to be an encouragement for is that part of when you find joy in your suffering, when you find the desire to serve God himself and the desire to persevere through challenges, it burns inside you. Just like in here in Jeremiah, like Jeremiah talks about how miserable it is, but it burns inside you that you just can't not do it. Me recording this podcast, this is my fifth time doing this audio. First one, eh, I wasn't a huge fan. Second one, I used my uncle to help me try to do it. Third one, I started and I just fell flat on my face. And I'm like, I wanted to give up on this. But no, it takes over my mind. It distracts me from everything else. And I want you to be very aware of that burning in your heart. Okay, when God burns in your heart, that means that you're doing the right thing. If you're burning to do things that are not of God, then no, God is not burning in your heart. If anything, you're destroying who you are as an individual. So, just like Jeremiah, just like myself, I want to encourage you to allow God to do the work in you and to go out. And it might not be easy, more than likely isn't easy, but to have faith that God will provide for you. And the outcome might not be easy, but the outcome in the long run, when we get to heaven, will be so rewarding. Let's take a look into where Jeremiah is going to buy this land. What is the purpose of him buying this land? And how is this part of the perseverance and the hope that he has, but as well the hope and the promise that God is providing to the Israelites. So this is Jeremiah 32, 6-15. Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, Hanamel the son of Shalom, your uncle, shall come to you, saying, Buy you my field that is in Anathoth, for the right of redemption is yours to buy it. So Hanamel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the guard, according to the word of the Lord, and said to me, Please buy my field that is in Anathoth, which is in the land of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is yours, and the redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. I bought the field that was in Anathoth of Hanamel, my uncle's son, and weighed him the money, even seventeen shekels of silver. I subscribed the deed and sealed it, and called witnesses, and weighed for him the money and the balances. So I took the deed of the purchase, both that which was sealed, containing the terms and conditions, and that which was open, and I delivered the deed of the purchase to Baruch, the son of Neriah, the son of Masiah, in the presence of Hanamel, my uncle's son, and in the presence of the witnesses who subscribed the deed of the purchase, before all the Jews who sat in the court of the guard. I charged Baruch before them, saying, Thus says the Lord of armies, the God of Israel. Take these deeds, this deed of the purchase which is sealed, and this deed which is open, and put them in an earthen vessel that they may continue many days. For thus says the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall yet again be bought in this land. Why did Jeremiah buy land during a time of war? 
because he was being obedient and he was doing what God had called him to do. There's a couple key things that happened here. If you read the beginning part of this chapter, Jeremiah, he's in prison. He's in the courtyard and everybody can mock him and they're trying to silence him and tell him to stop prophesying. But God said to him, your cousin's going to come and sell you his land that is already taken over by the Babylonians. Let's just pause here for a second and realize what I just said. He's in prison and buying land that has already been taken over by the Babylonians. That doesn't make any sense. There is no logic to that. When we persevering through our challenges, persevering through things in our lives that we believe is truth, like the Word of God, there are going to be things that don't seem normal, but because God is guiding you through the process, it's going to be okay. Unless he puts this in simpler terms, the last part of this is saying, basically Jeremiah did a contact with his cousin, bought the land, and now has the agreement to buy that. Back then they used clay jars, and they had really tight lids to seal the paperwork. But because the land was taken over by the Babylonians, honestly, Jeremiah didn't own the land. The key thing on the end of this verse is God was making a promise to Jeremiah and to the Israelites that one day the Israelites will be able to buy again on this land. But he's going to destroy it first because of all the wickedness and evilness. And nobody wanted to hear what Jeremiah was trying to say. It wasn't until later people realized what Jeremiah was saying and they saw that this specific prophecy came true. But put yourself in Jeremiah's situation. Would you do this? Honestly, if God was telling me to do this, I would be like, you're crazy, man. I, I don't think I'm going to do this. So I'm going to challenge you with this reading here and this scripture. Are you allowing God to take care of all the things in your life? Because I'll be the first to tell you I'm not. And I'm working on it. But I, I need to submit more to him to make sure he has everything. So let's go on to the next section. What's funny about this one to me is... I've done this myself, and nobody listens, but I was correct. What we're going to focus on here is Jeremiah prophesying King Zedekiah. He warned him, saying, you need to surrender, and you can stay alive. But if you don't surrender, your city going to burn down because of how wicked you are. God doesn't like your innocence. God doesn't like your sexual morality. And you keep polluting the temple. And you keep doing all the nasty stuff. Let's look at the reading of seeing Jeremiah speaking directly to the king. And telling him what's going to happen if he doesn't follow. This is Jeremiah 38, 14 through 20. And the king said to Jeremiah, I will ask you a thing. Hide nothing from me. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, If I declare it to you, will you not surely put me to death? And if I give you counsel, you will not listen to me. 
So Zedekiah the king swore secretly to Jeremiah, saying, As the Lord lives, who made us this soul, I will not put you to death, neither will I give you into the hand of these men who seek your life. Then said Jeremiah to Zedekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, If you will go forth to the king of Babylon's princes, then your soul shall live, and this city shall not be burned with fire, and you shall live and your house. But if you will not go forth to the king of Babylon's princes, then shall this city be given into the hand of the Chaldeans, and they shall burn it with fire, and you shall not escape out of their hand. Zedekiah the king said to Jeremiah, I am afraid of the Jews who are fallen away to the Chaldeans, lest they deliver me into their hand and they mock me. But Jeremiah said, They shall not deliver you. Obey, I beg you, the voice of the Lord, and that which I speak to you. So it shall be well with you, and your soul shall live. So Jeremiah here is scared for his life, because he was just thrown into the dungeon, because he's not speaking the word that everybody wanted him to speak, and making people feel down about going into battle with Babylon. And Jeremiah is saying to the king that you need to surrender to the Babylonians. But the king's scared of the Jews. Well, rightly so. So all this to say, even though it's scared to speak the truth, it is important to speak the truth for Christ so that way you continue to persevere. It didn't turn out that great for Jeremiah, but remember, he's burning for the word of God in him. So a lot of us don't face this stream, but I want to encourage you. You might have to face something that nobody wants to hear, but if it's coming from God, it's important to speak the truth. So when we look at Jeremiah as a whole, and we look through the lens of perseverance, we found that there were some really tough times for Jeremiah. But through the whole message, there was always a reminder that there was hope in God himself. Because remember, when we start at the beginning of this podcast, God put his finger on Jeremiah's mouth and said, go out and speak to the nations. His life wasn't easy His life was very challenging. How many times was he in prison? Six times, at least. That doesn't include the persecution stuff that he had to deal with. What I'm finding with Jeremiah, the most encouraging thing, is that his message showed the truth, but at the same time gave everybody hope. When you're blind to what God is wanting to do, it makes it very difficult to see what the truth is and what really is happening. For me, as I've talked about in regards to my journey and my walk with Christ, January, I started having a vision and revelations of what is going on in our world. And I've been telling people about it. I stand strong because it burned inside my heart. So prepare your heart for what's going to come in our country, and our world, and how it's going to impact your life. But remember, don't be blind. 
but lean in to the Almighty God, and He will burn the light of His Holy Spirit inside you, and His Son, Jesus, will guide you through the process. Thank you for going on this very challenging journey with me, with Jeremiah. And like I always say, go live beyond your challenges, and I will see you in two weeks. Now you're ready to persevere for your challenges today. Thank you for joining me on the Persevering Podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can email me at kelvin at perseveringpodcast.com. You can also follow me on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Deafblind Potter. If you'd like to buy some merch or some Deafblind Potter pieces, you can go to deafblindpotter.com. Please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the Persevering Podcast so you don't miss an episode. That way, you and I can continue living beyond our challenges and persevering through them too.